Well, hello everyone and welcome. You are listening to The Parenting Collective, formerly known as The Baby Sleep Sessions. I'm your host, Donna Mawala, the founder of Bub to Sleep. I'm a certified paediatric sleep specialist working with expectant parents, newborns, infants, toddlers and children up to seven years of age here in Perth, Australia-wide and all around the world. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, beautiful families, and welcome to this week's podcast. Always super excited to share a guest with you. It's usually someone that I follow and love all their knowledge around parenting because I'm learning all the time. Um, this week was a fantastic talk with Jen. Jen Genevieve is from Connected Parenting. She is a parent educator and obstetric social worker at the Mater Hospital in Sydney and also a mother to four beautiful boys. Genevieve is passionate about working with families around connection and attachment with their children from birth to five years. Jen assists parents to filter out the noise and find the parenting rhythm that works for them. So we had a really fantastic talk about all of this connection and attachment. And, you know, there's so much information out there that's so confusing from sleep to any kind of parenting that we might want to, you know, take on. I've found over the last particularly five, six years, there's been lots of research in regards to parenting. You know, back when the kids were little, it was very much positive parenting, no smacking, but it was timeouts. Um, so now everyone's talking about time ins. Again, also all so many different ways of parenting that I'm learning about every day and what I'm using now with the teenagers, um, I could have used when they were, when they were toddlers and vice versa. So. Um, we very much delve into parenting, the impact of parenting of our children, and we obviously all do the best that we possibly can. But um, what we're trying to create is that connection and attachment, even through difficult times. So that's where I've always found it a little bit difficult. If you've had a toddler who's having tantrums or teenagers that are having tantrums, you really want to put the boundaries on more like, you know, that's disrespectful and this is the repercussions. But it's more about having that connection to have conversations so rather than just being the parent and saying this is what I'm saying for you to do you must do it it is still having those really secure boundaries um, and firm boundaries around parenting but being a bit more open to hearing what's going on for the child if that makes sense so I love speaking to Jen today so I hope you enjoy it just as much as I did speak to you soon bye welcome Jen welcome to my potty this week thank you for joining me hi so Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so excited. We just had a little bit of a chat. So I uh, love following everything that you're doing around parenting and what you are classified are is, is, is a parenting coach. So your, um, your business is called Connected Parenting. So um, the reason that I'm so passionate about this is I was saying to you that I have hindsight because my children are 17, 14 and 11. I was a stay-at-home mum for 10 years and I did everything. You know, I was the anxious didn't look like I was anxious mum, had everything under control, didn't look like I was control freak, but I was, um, wanting everything to be perfect, having burnouts all the time because it wasn't perfect because it can't be. And so I've lived this yeah. journey and now I'm in this incredible um, industry of helping mums. And so all of this new stuff coming through, which I'll get you to talk about, is such a big research um, way of really parenting and we want to be very careful with how we say this, but it's a very responsive way. But the yeah. way that I wanted to explain where I've come from is mine was very much um, time out. I didn't smack, mm -hmm. you know. My middle child, bless her cotton socks, was 
fiery and she's fiery at 14. Now, if I could know about this sort of connected parenting, I think we would be mm. in a very different situation at 14. So this is why I'm I'm having to reparent now the way that you talk about with my 14-year-old. So, And I think it's so, I think it is so, I just want to say it is so hard and what you're describing is trying so hard mm. to be to be a really great parent reading all the books, thinking, well, I won't smack because that's damaging. I'm going to do a timeout because it's also really important that I teach my child. Mm -hmm. And the, the information just wasn't there. Mm -hmm. So it's really important that you be compassionate to yourself. As well. I know. And I'm, and <laughs> I'm getting there. And I'm 47 and I'm only just becoming compassionate and kind to myself. And, you know, I sound like I'm such a negative person on myself and I wasn't, but I always have strived for perfection. You can't do that. Mm -hmm. and, and that's where you have the no. burnouts. But we didn't have it. So there, there is that. The other thing that I'm really delving deep, deep into, and I didn't think I was an egotistical person, and, and ego is such a big word, but when we were parenting when they were young, it was all about, on reflection, are they well-behaved? Do they have manners? Mm. Do they this? Do they that? You know, having three girls with different personalities, the eldest, we could do the timeout. She didn't really have tantrums. Easy going. The middle one, mm. fiery as. We're saying she's probably going to be a criminal lawyer because she's going to be amazing. She has a voice. And we tried to stamp out the voice. You know, we were like, you can't speak like that, like, you know. And, you know, I've got to say there too, again, really one of some of that is out of your hands mm. because you can have all the knowledge even now about wanting to parent gently yeah. and yet society and your parents and the world if your child's having a big unregulated mm -hmm. meltdown and you're not doing something about it, you're going to get looks like, can you do something about that? No. So even now with the knowledge we have, it is really parents are still undergoing that same pressure yeah. that you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. That hasn't changed that much. Okay, right. Well, that's good to know because, because I've done so much growth with myself, I'm always trying to mm. be the better version of myself. You know, what it comes down to, and this is probably a bit deeper and a bit further on, is is healing the mom and the parents and trying to get the knowledge um, yeah. as and understanding that, um, yeah, we can only do our, our best and that our best is our best. Um, but and, yeah, and our best is good enough for our kids as I well. I know, but when you're in the thick of it <laughs> and in the trenches yeah. and, again, having yeah. these um, mirrors, these teenage daughters um, doing stuff that I was like, oh, well, that's actually what I wanted to do. I wanted to have a voice, but I wasn't allowed to have one. And you've got one. Yeah. So there's all of these generational things that are changing. You're like, oh, head blown. Um, so, so, so that is a little bit of a hindsight, hindsight reflection of why I'm so passionate about what you're doing. But also, yeah, I really want you to delve into all that you're talking, the, the honesty behind it, because the other thing is people can follow these gentle parents or whatever we want to uh, lay. Yeah. Not you, and you think, do that's not achievable like yeah. how, how really you know and they put all of these you know but really kids have tantrums that's they push their boundaries you know like it's how do we deal with that how do we regulate co-regulate our emotions to help regulate our our children and we have tantrums and anyone we that's do. on instagram saying yes. i never yell i never stuff up i never kind of question myself yeah and that's what i hope to never do like i yes. really i love you know, my that. biggest my biggest thing above all else apart from helping parents is that I must make sure I never make a parent feel worse 100%. for having engaged with me in some way 100%. than they did before. 100%. And there is a lot of content out there that makes people feel worse. 
oh, and this is what I say to people. And, you know, I offer these um, 15-minute consults every day just to have a food for thought conversation. And that's what I say to them. Anything you are doing incredibly. Being a parent, parental role is our hardest, most challenging, most wonderful role we'll ever go through, but it's really important. If you are following anyone that makes you feel like shit or... Uh, unfollow. Unfollow, block. I know it sounds so easy, but they don't. And they're like, oh, but this yeah. person... I'm like, no, it's not true. It's not human yeah. nature to have perfection or to have happiness all the time. And and that's why I love people like you and I, I'm trying to do the same is the ups and downs, like the, the authentic, oh, people use that word a lot, but trying to be as honest as you can. And, and that's what I find following you is that you're like, do this and you explain why you do this, but, you know, we're going to yell. And, and yeah. like I've, I've been to lots of counselling and support to try and be my better version. But this recently with all the teenage stuff, one of the counsellors was saying, 80-20, Donna, like you can't yeah. be 100% because I'm so hard on myself if I'm not the best mum or the best whatever. And so they're saying, you know, even if you're in a tough time, 80-20. 80, you're trying your hardest. 20, it goes out the window. Don't don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. Well, I talk about 30%. Oh, 30. So it's an even. Well, no, we're shooting to the stuff that I talk about. So connection, setting boundaries in a clear and confident way, welcoming feelings. We're talking about doing that with our kids 30 to 40% of the time max. So parents go, wow, that's a relief. That's okay. That doesn't mean the other 70%. You know, it's screaming your head off the other 70%. Yeah, but you're finding it challenging. Or you're just not too, like, you know what, you, you're doing the shopping and you're not yeah. connecting or yeah. your oh, child yeah, needs right. a boundary and yeah. you just collapse because you're like, yeah. I don't have it in me today. I have set so many boundaries, I'm done. And, and it is it is so important that parents know we're shooting to do it really well to feed in about 30% of the time. Oh, I love that. And that is enough and that is proven by about 60 to 70 years of attachment research. So well, I love that because you've already given me big <laughs> Big more brownie points because I'm in the depths of teenagers, like I said, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this. And I never smacked, and I never did whatever. But you know, like I, I, you blame yourself when these things are happening. But you know, for me, my daughters would have easily had sixty percent. Oh, I'm not even connected, but like, um, a, you know, relaxed, more relaxed parent than you know. But it's just so, you're just so hard on yourselves, on ourselves, aren't we? We are mm, too love- hard. Too hard. So that's amazing. So I love, love, love what you're talking about. So let's go a bit deeper into I love, want to hear all your knowledge about, you know, I know we've only got a little bit of time, but talking about boundaries because boundaries people get. So, again, with, with sleep, I love working with toddlers because they're so yeah. smart, um, but they yeah. are cheeky, you know. And so when people say boundaries, but I'm like, no, no, loving, supportive, safe yeah. boundaries. Our babies and children yeah. need boundaries. But as these years go on, people don't want to say boundaries. They don't want to say this. You know, all these words that they're saying is negative, but kids mm. kids cannot be the captain of the ship. They cannot be the pilot Mm-mm. of the plane. Like in, we have to in be, fact, yeah. yeah, in fact, I would go further than that and the evidence is really clear that for our and you know, there's a lot of pressure to be letting our kids lead and, and all of that is yeah. really great. The problem is some of the time, and it's really hard, and again, everything with parenting gets handed down from your family of origin. So it's really complicated stuff that is happening to you. And until you do sort of in-depth work with a therapist or a parenting coach, you're not going to know why you react the way you do. So your feeling about boundaries is actually handed down to what happened to you. Mm -hmm. And that's why one-on-one work with a parenting coach is so effective. But thinking about boundaries, it's like the way we describe it is imagine a child riding a bike along a narrow bridge at night 
with no guardrails. <gasps> that is what it is like for a child with no boundaries. I know. It is terrifying. It's terrifying. And they have to imagine how they're riding very cautiously. So when we see we're having a massive increase in anxiety in primary school years, yep. and one of the things that is impa impacting is no boundaries. So boundaries make our kids not only feel loved but safe. Yes. And to take it further, Brene Brown has done a study yeah. of university students where she asked them in hindsight, looking back on their parenting, mm -hmm. you know, how did you go in terms of boundaries? Were your parents permissive at the permissive end or were they strict? And really interestingly, the kids that had really strict parents were putting up their hands and boasting and saying, my parents wouldn't let me have TV, you know, my parents, you know, I was only allowed to do this, I could never have a boy over, blah, blah, blah. And there was this group of kids that weren't saying a word and they looked really ashamed. So she goes into that group deeper yeah. and finds out, well, where do they sit? They all had really permissive parents and they're like, my parents really didn't care. They just let me do anything. So they interpreted that lack yeah. of boundaries as a lack of love. Yes. So it is so, so important. So important. And actually, boundaries are, in, a, in the broader context, boundaries are how we self-care as parents. Yes. So that's one of the biggest things to know is that, you know, in terms of avoiding burn, burnout, boundaries about what I am willing to do and not mm -hmm. do, not what I'm making you do. Absolutely. It's about what I am willing to do. Yes. And so boundaries are like that where I sit for me. And so that's how parents self-care. And then boundaries are what keep our kids safe and feeling oh. loved. So they have that dual purpose. That is a perfect explanation. <laughs> perfect. Because, and, and that's how I feel. But, you know, I have to be very gentle when we work, when I work with clients because, you know, they're sleep deprived and stuff. But it's, it's, I love the science-based stuff, the research stuff. I love that because it's really important. And what I find that's happening um, is things are getting lost. So uh, bringing back people like yourselves and hopefully myself is like just being really caring, very specific, but there's research-based. Like it's not just mm. out of the air. And um, mm. that's the biggest thing is I've always found before I was a sleep specialist, but even with, with, with when, they were, when my children are smaller, boundaries and routine gives them feel, makes them feel safe. They know what's coming next. So, yep. you know. It, it, it makes them feel good. And, look, I think you're right, it has gotten lost. And the reason it's gotten lost is that, We've got all this knowledge. We know not to smack our kids, right? Yes. So that's all really clear, yep. right? And increasingly we're knowing don't use a timeout. Yep. Here's the thing. We've got a generation of parents. The way they're trying to do their boundaries was not modelled for them. No. So they've got no roadmap. And there's very few parent educators willing to talk about how to set a boundary because, like you say, it's a tough issue to talk yep. about without yep. sounding too harsh or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to navigate you that are. and I'm trying to bring I love that. it. I love it. And the thing is you're in the depths of, of, of children, like you're living it, breathing it. And for me, like I'm, I'm still living, breathing it, but um, I, I've got so much hindsight and I just want to share, I just want to, you know, share all of these great people in my community um, because it's really all these things like it's okay, do the best you can, but it doesn't have to be this or it doesn't have to be that. It's like understanding. But the, the biggest thing I know I keep saying is the boundaries. Like people are just not letting their toddlers, letting their toddlers have a say with everything. I get free range toddler walking. I get um, handing out some clothes and making them choose, letting them choose that. I, I get that. But when it comes to boundaries, um, you've got to set them, don't you? So what I say to parents is, you know, you're in a boundary moment. If you, you know, as a parent, you say to yourself, this isn't working for me. <laughs> and that can be something that has shifted. So I, I give an example often. My two first children, I, they used to jump on our couch. Yep. And they did this because they were boys. They needed to move. I understood that. We were in an apartment in Brisbane and I was like, this is what works for my family. They yep. don't have an outdoor space. Sure. Then um, tracking forward in time, we were in a house. We had a trampoline. I had a new couch. 
it no longer worked for me. Yes. So I, I am able to say to them, hey, guys, new rule. This is how it's going to work. I don't want to jump on the couch. Now, then when they jumped on the couch, I'm still going to acknowledge that so they don't mean to do the wrong thing. I'm going to say, hey, it looks like you need to move your body. So let's go outside mm-hmm. to do it. But I have the skills and confidence to, awesome. to follow through with that awesome. and let them know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And, you know, the thing yeah. is what you're explaining there, I didn't have those tools. So I got flustered. I lost my temper. I get so flustered. I know I keep saying that, but but just again coming back to parental control isn't it and and that's hard when you haven't I didn't have you know as what you were brought up as a parent but just being calm and having that you know you don't have to have these massive conversations but you're like you know boys yep I see that this is what's happening this is what you need to do I'm not okay with that rather than Mm -hmm. the no don't do that yeah like that's that's which just gets everyone's backs up yeah I think one of the things that gets in the way of people setting a boundary is actually that we find it really hard to hear our kids cry or be upset Yes. And that's another thing I'm quite passionate about because crying is communication yes. and we want to welcome our kids' upset and frustration and anger as much as their happiness. Yes. But we live in a society that sort of says, oh, no, just be happy all the time. I know. Doesn't and I think real? it's our discomfort often with um, those negative, perceived negative feelings that stops us from setting a boundary. So if I say no, my child will cry and yes. that is going to make us both feel really uncomfortable. Yes. And so that's what gets in the way for people. Mm-hmm. And it's working with people on getting more comfortable with feelings yes. that will often lead to being able to set a boundary with more confidence. Yes. So then it comes back yeah. to, and it's the same with um, sleep really, the parents, supporting the parents. It's not anyone's fault, yep. but it's the understanding. So for me, I didn't know anything about this and I'm so intrigued and I'm loving it. And like I said, I'm actually, so the biggest thing with having a teenager, and I, I know I keep bringing it up, is um, <laughs> Maggie Dan. There's so many people have talked about um, when you have a teenager, just take 10 years off which is exactly right. So when they're 13, they're three. Got, yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm dealing with that. And so we're dealing with all these. So I, I have a teenager in oh, the house. My no. eldest child has just turned 13. Um, and I've absolutely seen um, the stuff coming like a freight train yeah. that is absolute. And, and a lot of, I've got a lot of friends because I haven't had teenagers till now, but they yeah. say to me, I'm following you. I've got teenagers. It's helping me parent them. And I'm like, oh, that's good to know. And now I have a teenager and I'm seeing it and I'm like, it's all wow. the same stuff. It is. It's welcoming those big feelings. Yes. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, and, and same irrational kinds yep. of big emotions yep. come, coming up yep. that I'm like, wow, where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely, you know, the oh. hormones. And it's, it's also much like the three-year-old, their job is to challenge us. This is yes. really important for the development. And so we need to embrace it and go, great, challenge me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm starting to. But, you know, for, for quite a few months there, it just it literally wore me down again like a toddler, you know, and because I was like, you know, this is misbehaving and at school. or you know, And it was nothing major on reflection, but you sort of, I feel like when things start to unravel, you start to get tighter. And that's the worst thing to do, like tighter with your restrictions. But really, you've got to let the reins go a bit and, and, and say, I bring think, it on. I think when... Yeah, when things start to get like that or there's trouble at school, we want to get right in there before anything else with empathy because until our kids can feel heard, like something has happened that's made them muck up at school or whatever's happened and I know we want to come in and go not okay within our values and whatever and that can come but you have to meet them with empathy because mm. ultimately we want to be that person that they're going to come to. I know. We and want we to keep do, that and open. Exactly. And, and the thing is, sorry to interrupt, we were able to do that with our eldest because um, she is kind of empathetic and, and a bit more of a different personality and it's not anyone's fault. But, again, the middle one 
we should have been more empathetic, but we were like, no, you can't do that. But, yeah, that's really interesting. Okay, so um, the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about is the word no. So I really am mm-hmm. um, trying to get the parents because we all need the no, right? But with, mm-hmm. with, with sleep support, I'm like with toddlers, don't use it all the time. So when they mm-hmm. might want another drink of water, you go, well, you just had another, you've just had a drink of water or, you know, rather have, rather than the word no, because I'm finding no is like a red rag to a bull. No should definitely mm-hmm. be used. But can you sort of talk what, a bit around what you feel about the word no? I think when we're in this situation, so we're talking about a parent at bedtime yeah. and we've got a toddler who's saying, I want this, I want that, yeah. and there's 20 requests or whatever, and you're right. Look, I, I don't mind the word no. Okay. I, I think it's essential in parenting. Okay. Um, but what we're missing often if we're jumping straight to my answer mm-hmm. is um, naming that need for the child. Okay. So, you know, our child is saying, you know, you've said it's bedtime and you've probably said, um, you know, tell me the things you need to have in order before you go to bed because it will yeah. be bedtime and, th- and that the boundary is coming yeah. and then our child may find that extra, but I just want to talk to you about this. Yes. And and if if that is, you know, and sometimes it can be flexible, oh, but if that. that is beyond, but if that is beyond my boundary at that point, I'm likely to say, I hear you. You're really excited to tell me something else about your day. Yep. But I've already said goodnight and I cannot right. wait to hear about that tomorrow. Yeah. Yes, and so that's right. where my boundary comes in because yep. if I don't have that somewhere, we're all going to burn out. Sure. You know, like the child gets tired and then I'm there in t- there yeah. till midnight still debating. Sleeping, and sleeping. So at, some, at, yeah. at some point we have to have that line of like, and the, like I said, the boundary is not know what you can't do. It's know what I'm no what longer willing yes. to do this. That's Definitely. the end of my shift. Yes. And that's good. And and I think that's where the guilt comes in, but parents aren't allowed to have that feeling where you're you're validating that saying, yeah, you're allowed to have boundaries as a parent. But what I'm finding is that they just don't have them because they want to be the best parent and they don't want them to cry. And, mm. and I just feel, you know, heartbroken for them because they're all doing, everyone's doing I amazing. I think one of the analogies that can help is you've got to think about you're not often we're looking at the needs of an individual child and so her heart goes out to it, but he just wanted this and he just yeah. wanted that and yeah. we're thinking about that and that that's important. We've got to look at our family unit as we're sort of all, you know, you've got four or six people on a, yeah. on a ship yep. and um, the two parents are actually the most important people. They're driving that yes. ship. So if yeah. they go down, yep. they're no good to anyone. So it's like that oxygen mask thing, mm-hmm. right? So you've got all the people on the ship and, yes, the needs of one individual child is important, but we need to look at the whole Absolutely. family unit. Yeah. So our decision-making around boundaries or what's best for an individual, has you have to think about that whole yeah. unit yeah. in terms of just self-care for the family. Sure. sure. And that's what I feel like I'm doing all the time, you know, and then when we've had other, you know, as families do, you might have trouble with one child, then you've got to still, you know, exactly. Um, so... Look, that's fantastic. Like I said, I could talk to you all day about it, but everyone needs to follow you if they're a parent because I'm sure they would be. But, again, it's great that you're going into teenage years because then you can start talking about that because, like yeah. I said, literally all the stuff, all the seminars I'm watching, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is like I could have done this when she was three <laughs> or four. But yeah. it's working. I mean, I would love I would love to one day. I work with naught to six because I know I can make the biggest impact. That's right, exactly. You know, in those early years. And um, I do think that and also. I sort of think you have to have been through something to talk yes. about it. And yes. I just, I don't trust anyone that is yes. trying to give advice to parents of young children that hasn't like raised a few. So I kind of think that's why I didn't kind of really come into this in full till my youngest child was getting close to Amazing. coming out of those early years. Yep. Yeah, and you're gonna you'll see it and you'll be amazed. And the thing is, for me, um, getting back to to all of this new sort of parenting that we're doing, just slight changes, I'm seeing huge changes within weeks. Yeah. 
crazy yeah. validating hearing using different words like oh crazy it's just it's actually what we all want as a human i know as you know human. we want boundaries we want yeah. to be able to set boundaries yeah. we want to like if i have a bad day i don't want you to make it better or tell me yeah. what i should have done different that's i right. want you to yeah. say oh that sounds really tough yeah yeah what can i do yeah and and that's all we're doing with our kids I you know. know it's really the same thing it's a journey isn't it it's a ride it's a dance it's a fun <laughs> dance um right so uh, I know we have to finish up and, um, like I said, I could talk to you forever. Maybe we need part two. Um, but yeah, sure. um, what I would love for you to to run through with everyone is is your services for this. So um, I know that you're based in Australia. I'm sure Zoom-wise you can help people around the world. But, yeah, just mm-hmm. run the most, I think the fantastic one would be the one-on-one. Like if you want to run through mm. what people get with the one-on-one and you've got other things as well. But, yeah, what do people get with the one-on-one? Yeah, so I do one-on-one because in a one-on-one session, we can really jump into exactly what's happening for those parents. Mm -hmm. They get access to my online Connected Families program, so they watch that in advance. And then once we get to the one-on-one, we're able to really dig into the specific issues. So the most common things people come to me for is um, toilet training or meltdowns Mm -hmm. or trouble sort of establishing some boundaries. So it's often just a couple of things, mealtime chaos, um, all of that stuff. It'll be something that's going on that is not working for the parents and not working for the child. And so we can do that in a one-on-one. I also do groups. So I facilitate Circle of Security, which is the largest globally run parenting course in the world, all evidence tested. And it's really, really great. Um, And I also run Tuning Into Kids, which is an emotion coaching course that comes out of the... um, out of a university in Melbourne and it's also globally renowned evidence-based so different things um often I would recommend tuning into kids if you had a child with um you know something going on with a neurodivergent or you know particular sort of strong personalities tuning into kids is quite good Mm -hmm. and then for learning about your parenting um circle of security and then I have two online programs so one for people who are expecting or have just had their first baby Mm -hmm. it's really just reassuring teaching them how to create a beautiful bond with their baby in the first year based on attachment research Mm -hmm. it kind of is just very reassuring and it's just a nice way to prepare for your first baby and then I have another course which is all about your transition to two kids Mm -hmm. and it's how to connect and make that older child feel reassured as you navigate that second baby because I find that's a real pressure point for parents is when that Mm -hmm. second baby comes along and we're dealing with a toddler and a newborn at the same time and the advice that was out there when I had my second was not enough and the year that followed my second baby was a freaking nightmare so I try to help parents with that and it's one of the things I'm most passionate about. Well, oh, you're passionate about lots of things, but I love it. But also, <laughs> but also, like I think about going from one to two, and and that you know the strong. You often find the second. I mean, I can't say 100 percent are a strong, defiant personality or a little bit different because not we all did the best we could, but you know they um, are the second. <laughs> so you know it's just trying to understand everything, isn't it? And so they want their yeah. um, attention and stuff like that. But thank you so much i love 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 My pleasure. Um, everything that you do and um yeah i hope everyone enjoys it as much as i did thank, thank you so you. much no bye. Worries. bye so if you enjoyed this episode be sure to leave me a rating and review on our podcast i love reading all of your messages so shoot me a dm over on instagram i am at bub to sleep b-u-b number two sleep i also offer a free 15 minute phone chat if you'd like to book one head over to my website www.bubtosleep.com.au and request one there so try to remember to be kind to yourself and always know you're doing the best you can every day no matter what your day's looking like until next time much love